And welcome to this week's bonus podcast. Very special one. It's very exciting because today we are launching the Conversation Street Awards 2021. No, Gemma. is it? Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> what year I was thinking think it's. I think it's the new. It's something to do with the new year, and it's not. No, it's not. This is our. This is our. Have a look back. What's been going on in Coronation Street this year, and dishing out awards liberally according to what our listeners vote and what we say as well. This is the 10th time we've done these awards, Gemma. Can you believe that? It's amazing. This is nine years ago, we did our very, very first Conversation Street Awards and we're still here, still with the same categories, maybe a couple of extra ones added in here and there. But um, wow, that really puts it into perspective how long we've been doing this. Do you, uh, go on, what were you going to say? So that means whoever wins, no pressure is going to be winning a very special award, isn't it? Because it's the 10th um, anniversary. Yes, we haven't got any special prizes or anything. No. But um, In fact, might, one might, might wanna... say there are, there are no prizes at all. You get a tweet. What more do you want? Yeah, well, with, a little, with a little graphic, we haven't got anything else. You also get the opportunity to record a little video thank you message, like some, some amazing people did last year. Thank you very much, if that was you. So, um, I, I still remember with the first year that we did the podcast and thinking, oh, what, should we do an awards? Because like, that's, that's a thing that people online do, isn't it? Websites yeah. do awards at the end of the year. It's easy content. <laughs> so I thought, I remember sitting there. I was at a, we were at a train station. We were on, we'd been to London and we were thinking about these awards that we could do. And we were coming up with funny names for them. And so all our Ecky Thump, Bayek, a-Up Awards and everything. They all come from us sitting around waiting for a train to arrive in London. And, um, yeah. And, it's and, kind and of like Harry Potter. What's, huh? Well, coming up with ideas and going on trains and... Oh, yeah, J.K. Rowling did a tra- Harry Potter on a train, she, didn't she? Did, did she? Yeah. So she, so exactly she, she says she exactly did. exactly what I meant. She, yeah, and, and, and I think that's what makes... One of the things, one of the many things, that makes our world very special and different, that we have mostly normal categories, but we also do have things like our Flame and Nora Award for the top ginger, and uh, what other weird ones do we do? Maybe we don't do any other weird ones. They've all just got funny names. But um, I, I'm very proud to say that 10 years on, or 9 years on, we're still going with our Conversation Street Awards, and the winners this year, as always, Head down to you listeners. You have got to find a link. We'll post it all over our social media. We'll put it on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and um, YouTube and everywhere. And then you can go and do a nice little clicking around and voting for your favourites. And what we're going to do this evening is introduce each category and say who the choices are. Your votes will count for two thirds of the overall vote. And then Gemma and I will, uh, will finish off the final third with a vote of our own. That sounds so professional. You weren't even reading it off anything. No, I, it sounded I, like you were presenting Eurovision. This is, this is the 10th time I've done it. I know what I'm saying. I can do this in my sleep. Although, actually, the first year that we did the Conversation Street Awards, it wasn't listener voted. It was just me and you deciding. We did have some listeners back then, but maybe we weren't quite um, big enough to get people to actually vote for it. So I think this is the ninth time that viewers, listeners, sorry, have been able well, to vote in this. they also this. view the show. They, they, they can view it. They can picture it in their heads. No, well, they watch Coronation Street. They view like, the show. They listen to the podcast. They click with their fingers and vote and then um cry when the people that they vote for didn't win in the end because uh, and also when we do our votes we don't see what everyone else picks do we we have to wait for like two weeks <clears throat> we don't yeah the votes we, are coming in it's all anonymous yes yeah, it's, should we get on with it 
I did if you want to. Okay. I just wanted to, you know, do an extra special intro because it's our 10th one. But if you want to just get cracking with the first awards yeah, and I'm saying who dull. our nominees are mm-hmm. this week, then we will do this. So we've got we've got the um, a little preview of the survey up here, which you can now, as of publishing of this podcast, click yes. on and have a look at yourself. Michael and if you took, go through, ages to make this, by the way. I did this year. I, this hours. is what I've done special this year. Rather than just click on an, a little a, a little circle <clears> box next to a text of who the vote's for, you've got little pictures of all your categories. Uh, so, I mean, all your nominees. So in case you don't know, like, you know, who Ronnie Bailey looks like, now you've got a picture and go, oh yeah, it's that bloke with a floppy hat and the big tight shirts. I'm going to vote for him. If you want to do that, which you can in our first award of the night, which is the A Up Award. A Up, Gemma. This is for our top newcomer of the year. Not so many this year, I didn't think. We've, um, I think the cast has been relatively stable compared to some uh, recent years. Not a whole load of entrances, not a whole load of exits. But we do have, as always, five people that we uh, can vote for. Gemma, would you like to? Um, would you like to read out our nominees? And then we'll have a little chat about what they've been up to. Daisy Midgley, Ronnie Bailey. Harvey Gaskell, Curtis Delamere, and Phil Whitaker. Two L's, don't forget those two L's. Yeah, so actually Daisy first debuted on Coronation Street last year. I think she was maybe uh, late November, early December last year, but she was too early then to be able to include in last year's Conversation Street Awards. So I thought it was important that we did recognise her and um, and give you the chance to vote for her and say, yes, I think that she's a fantastic new addition to the cast this year. And I have to say, I definitely have grown to like her more. I'm not going to say love yet. I'm definitely going to like her more as the year's gone on. Um, I think that she's gone down pretty well with quite a lot of fans, hasn't she? She's also, yeah, she's a bit more nuanced now. They kind of are adding more layers mm. to her onion. Yeah, exactly. Well, like Sal said when I was speaking to her a few, uh, few months ago, a few weeks ago, uh, sorry, um, they, there was only so much they could do with Jen, with Daisy at the beginning because they're all in their filming bubbles. So she could kind of only hang around the Rovers and talk to Rovers people, which is why she seemed quite so hell-bent on splitting Jenny and Johnny up because she couldn't do her snocking with Daniel or anything back then. But um, I th- I've seen lots of lots of love for Daisy um, online that like her um, manipulative, scheming, minxy kind of ways, there's been comparisons drawn to Tanya Pooley and other classic soap bitches. So, um, uh, but we have also which I like, over the last few weeks, seen a little bit more of a um, softer, generous, more human side as well, kind of getting worried about Bertie swallowing his battery maybe and um, her concern for Daniel and this ordeal that he's going through for summer. So um, if you also like Daisy, then you can click on her. And uh, Gemma, Ronnie Bailey, what, what what can we say about Ronnie this year? Uncle Ronnie. Um, <clears throat> he needs to change the setting on his washing machine. Do you reckon? I think he's done what you've done, where you, I told you that the temperature automatically sets to 60, <laughs> but you don't want it to be that high. Yeah, yeah. Although, unfortunately, unlike Uncle Ronnie, I don't have the bulging muscles <clears> to, <throat> to really fill out my short, my, my shrunk tops. But Also, I bet he doesn't take his hat off in Starbucks and walk off and leave it. No, I bet he did, I did do that yesterday. Do you reckon he takes his hat off when he goes to bed with all the ladies? I have to ask Jenny, Jenny Out of that respect. one. respect. Yeah. That, I think when I look back at Ronnie this year, his um, night between the sheets with Jenny is certainly what sticks out in my mind. And also my rant that I had on the podcast the following episode, because I wasn't too happy about that one. But you know what? Ronnie is a bit of a charmer. That's why he, he was able to easily convince Jenny to, to drop her jaws. Um, Would he's... you change anything about your rant, your ranting? No, I'm still not happy. I'm not happy that Jenny and Johnny split up. But, you know, Johnny's dead now, so what are you going to do? And, and and Ronnie's gone off with date, with, um, uh, uh, what's her face? 
Debbie now, of course, and I do think that they're nicely matched. Haven't seen a whole lot of them together, but um, yeah, and also it's it's nice to add another string to the Bailey bow because um, Ooh, the Bailey bow. It, it's not like they didn't need more screen time as a family. So um, thanks to Uncle Ronnie, which I, I don't know why I still call him Uncle Ronnie. That's a Corrie name, isn't it? Chesney had an Uncle Ronnie as well. I don't know why he's not just Ronnie. There's well, something so uncleish about him. Was Jenny a Bailey bow? A Bailey bow? Yeah, she's the bow. She's I'll the bow of the Bailey. On so the... was Grace. Yeah, indeed she was, and yeah. And so is uh, Danny. So you might want to vote for Ronnie Bailey. Otherwise, if you like a good villain this year, we've got Harvey Gaskell, played by Ooh. Will Meller. That was, uh, it was quite interesting when he was cast. A lot of people had seen him only in roles as goodies. He was in, like, a, was he in Line of Duty? Am I remembering rightly? He's was in he? something. I can't remember. He was in... Oh, Maybe I'm mi- mixing that up. He with... was he was um, in that f- um, famous comedy... Oh, yeah, Two Pints of Lager and a Packet of Crisps he was on, wasn't he? Because he does his own podcast as well. I remember doing um, a Corrie Press event earlier this year where um, when he just started filming, so it was really interesting, kind of learning about his first few weeks on the cobbles. And, um, yeah, he's quite quite an intimidating bad guy, that one. Some people just want to vote the villain, people that are very, you know, um, intimidating, that, that cause a fuss. Um, he was... Cause a fuss. Cause a fuss. <laughs> That's what he did. He was he was a, such a wrong one. Um, and um you know, he he was there with Sharon, wasn't he, in the early days. He was he was convincing Simon to do his drug running. He took Jacob off in his car to do who knows what with him. Um and we didn't see him again for another six months afterwards. So it must have been not so nice. And um and obviously he was one of the stars of the Horonation Street climax a couple of months ago as well. Um, that bit where Leanne got into the car with him and he kind of springs up. It was like I don't know whether I quite believed that he would be doing that, but never mind, I'll go with it. And then we had that great scene where she drove into a skip with his uh, with his passenger side air, airbag on and uh, still alive, apparently. But um, I don't think he's going to be kicking anyone anytime soon. Um, so vote for Harvey if you fancy him. Well, you know, fancy him winning. Maybe you do fancy well, him. Well, there are people who there will are. just be voting for who they fancy. Who, who's your fancy? Why not? But maybe if you prefer, you know, the younger look, you're going to go for Curtis. Is it Delamere? Delamere? I don't know, we don't hear his surname very much, but it's soon so we might have Emma Delamere. Oh my gosh, that sounds Emma like Emma Delamere. <laughs> Emma, Del- got... Emma Dilemma. Uh, I think, did we, do we have that one? Did I don't somebody joke, make No, a I think joke I might have had that, that as a story Emma Dilemma. this year. But anyway, Emma Delamere oh. is not well, who the choice is here, it's Curtis Delamere, who has just been uncovered does as that a. Does that mean Curtis of your mother? Um, French. It does mean Curtis of your mother. Yeah. <laughs> Where else What's is it going to go from? What does mean in French? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's probably um, nothing. Um, so, <laughs> well, we're joking about him, but I would say there's not a whole lot to like about Curtis at the moment. Uh, but you might. You're not supposed uh, sorry, to I'm trying to be s- impartial at the moment. You know what I think. I think Curtis, I know. Well, I think he's great. I think he's hilarious. He, he's Any great in the same way as Jude was great. He's causing isn't he? a fuss. He is certainly causing a fuss, um, much like Harvey Gaskell did earlier this year with his um, factitious disorder, which is sure to put the cat among the pigeons this Christmas when uh, it inevitably comes out. But um, yeah, if, if, you, if, you, if you're like a good-looking young lad with a, with a nice bit of beard there, and, um, you know, he's training to be a doctor, maybe. What more can I say? 
cast your vote for Curtis. Or maybe you like your men a little bit more rugged, in which case Phil Whitaker is the pick for you. I've really enjoyed him, Jamie McKenna coming in and playing this uh, this extra to, to Fizz. I've also been a bit sad for me also, uh, through the whole of the story because I, I, he's always felt a bit like a um, very, very temporary character. But, you know, compared to other, a few other temporary characters this year, he's had a fairly decent run on it, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, I can't remember when he first debuted. It must have been, you know, some way through the summer. I know he went off again for a little bit. But he's just a, a standard, decent, nice chap that I'm... I, I don't blame Fizz at all for falling for, really. Would you I, fall for him? Maybe, maybe if, you know, the shoe was on the other foot and the... Uh, etc. 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 Maybe I would. The Weatherfield Wayfarer was on the other bus stop. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'd vote for him. Mm. Uh, but he's, he's, a, he's a top lad, is, is Phil. And um, one of the things that I remember about him was, um, do you remember when Hope was drawing the picture of the family and she drew Phil with a massive arm muscles? Yeah, to, uh, yeah. So Tyrone's been a little bit jealous of the attention that Phil's been, uh, that Fizz has been getting from Phil this year. But um, I still reckon that it's going to be not too long before um, Ty- Fizz has given Phil the old heave-ho thanks to his interfering mother. But... Um, I think he's great. So we've got some five top choices there in the A up category. Pick whichever one you want and then you'll move on to the next one, which is, just loading it up on my iPad here, the top lad category. But I'm with picking the, the top male character really early on here. Gemma, who do we have? Who This is this is a hard <clears> one, wasn't it? We've got so many great characters on this show. Half of them, roughly, are men. So we had to whittle it down to five. Who did we go for? Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dev Allahan. Oh, I love Dev. Uh, lover, father, fighter, corner shop owner. Uh, Hairy Kiwi proprietor of. Yeah, also rescuer of one child only. Yeah, yeah. From a car at a time. <laughs> are we going through, are we talking about them individually first or are oh. we just going to go through our whole list? No, I'm going through them talking we'll about We'll come back to Roy, them in a minute. No, can we not? Okay. Roy well, Cropper. He's dead now. No, he's not. How he's dare gone. you? Yeah, what? Who's next? Oh, Tyrone Dobbs. Yes, and? Sam Blakeman. And? Imran. No, I always say it wrong. No, you said that right. I said Imran. Imran. Im... Oh, bloody hell. It's my... I've got a speech impediment. Imran Habib. That sounds wrong to me when I say Imran. That's right. I know. That's totally right. That's totally right. (laughs) So going back to Dev again then, I'm so pleased. And I don't think that this is just, you know, I like Dev. I think that he's... He's really, really come into his own this year. Love he's, him. He, I Love don't know whether he's changed, Allahans. but the, the story has just suited his character as cringy dad, hasn't it? It's he's a, been it waiting in the wings for 20 ra- years. Yeah, it's the Alahan Renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah. Um, and it's fantastic and we're loving it. Um, I guess this is why people have kids. So that in about 18 years time, 15, 18 years... They you get they get interesting and then you get better storylines. Yeah, well he has because it's not just he has been hilarious and I know his humour isn't everybody's cup of tea, but um him and Ardy have been a brilliant double act I think. But um he's also had the serious stuff like with everything that's been going on with Asha and uh, with her going out with Nina. Do you remember the scene where when um he was there watching the erotic French lesbian film with Asher and Nina to show how woke he was or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he's had to go through an awful lot with, uh, with, with RD, with the, with the crash. Um, I, I just think that he's so, so good at playing both the, the drama and the comedy. And I'm very, very pleased that he has 
made the list. Been good enough to make the list this year. Roy as well, a standard pick. I, I wouldn't say that every year Roy deserves to be on here because he doesn't always have the big stories. But we've seen a fair bit more of him this year, haven't we? Yes. Yeah, He. I mean, he had a big... Um, yeah, involved in some very, very big storylines this year. So, um, and he, yeah, he's a well-loved character. He he always appears on lists and uh, um, David Nielsen's won awards he recently has, he for has. his portrayal of Roy. Will he so... win this one? It's down to you, mm, listeners. Yep. I mean, it, I think it is thanks, a great big thanks to Nina that Roy has come back into the spotlight again because his character was in serious danger of fading to nothingness after Haley died, whenever that was. Eight years ago, was it now, maybe? Seven, six, seven, eight years ago? But um, yeah, he's really been rejuvenated thanks to the introduction of Molly Callagher's character. Isn't it funny how actually it's kind of Nina that saved Roy rather mm. than... Um, you know, because we we you know Roy's a massive staple character, and a new character being introduced is always risky, and you don't know how long these characters are going to last, and um, you know whether people will take to them or not. But you know, in in a way, Nina's almost more popular than Roy. I know, in some ways, it's just been great to see his paternal side, which we'd seen like with with Wayne, for example, back in the day, and Fizz. It's somebody for him <laughs> to look after because I think everybody really wants to be have a Roy to look after them, don't they? We've been enjoying seeing that again. <laughs> but I remember a year ago when they were leaking kind of previews of what's what's to come in twenty twenty one. I remember there being something about. Um, uh, a, a big hitting story that's going to unite Roy and Abby in the face of something or other. And I didn't put two and two together. Kind of looking back on it now, it's kind of like obvious. What what do they have in common? Or oh, they've both got late teens, early 20 year old um, kind of children. <laughs> I know that Nina is Roy's uh, niece, but never mind. Um, so it's it's been really lovely seeing him come to the forefront of the show. Sad to lose him, but um, he's been working his little socks off this year as David, and I hope it's not going to be too long before we get to see Roy back on the cobbles again. If you also would like to vote for Roy, then you can click him and then, then click the next button. Otherwise, you might be voting for Tyrone, who I he's definitely still, despite everything, one of my favourite male characters. Well, all of these are, that's why, I'm, why they're on the list. But um, he's one who... When we first started the podcast, he was like the big name, wasn't he? He was the big male actor in Corrie back in 2012 because of the Kirsty domestic abuse story. Yeah. Been a little bit quiet in the in the years since. Um, but um, I, I, th- I think this year has shown again what, what a great actor Alan is. Um, and, and I've really, really enjoyed this story. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, you know, I found it quite irritating that he's been a naughty boy. Um, but he, uh, if he if he's made to suffer, then I won't mind. Do you, do you would you say you like Tyrone? No. Could you like him again? No. Oh, you're so harsh. You got you've just got no no mercy, have you? No, I'm horrible. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I think that deep down he's a lovely guy that's made a bad choice with Alina. He had his head turned by a beautiful bit of stuff from mm-hmm. from yeah, the continent. Well, that's so sad and tragic. Um, but you know, if Fizz can maybe, she, she seems to be forgiving him at the moment, then why not us? And why not I our listeners? Like Give him a vote if you think that Tyrone is, a, is your top lad of the year. Now, next one, Sam Blakeman. Sam Blakeman, Gemma. I think this is quite possibly, and I'd have to look back on our previous nominations, this could be the first time we've had a child actor be nominated in the top lad category and that just goes to show how beloved Sam is as a character how what a great actor Jude Riordan is and um how much he's done this year because he's like like Nina I suppose um is also relatively new to the cast but he's really made a great impression on viewers hasn't he 
Yeah, I mean, he's such a little charmer. They knew what mm. they would do when they got him on the, Absolutely. On the cars. They've given him some... Um, I mean, he's he's heartbreaking, tragic orphan now, isn't he? Mm. Almost. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, he's he's very popular. He's scooped loads of awards. So. I know he already has. I mean, I don't think he needs he a Conversation need Street one? Award, to don't be know. honest. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him to get a big head, you know. Because, yeah, he's won lots of newcomer awards. Well, he so. won our Best yeah, Newcomer exactly, Award yeah. last year when they A up and from Conversation Street last year. Absolutely adorable. He really, really is. And, um, and um, a, a credit to the I show. I don't know who I'm going to vote for for this category. I know. We've also got the lovely Imran Habib as I well. Know. Quiet start to the year, absolutely. But I think from... Um, you know, late summer, early autumn, early uh, onwards, when we had all the all the trouble with Kelly, he's um he's he's had quite a lot fuss. to do, hasn't he? I mean, I suppose from the from the start of the the hate crime story, which was back in early May, he's had bits and pieces to do. What with his foster daughter Kelly being the one accused, um, but uh, I, I think you know, seeing him in court, doing his thing, wearing his wig, um, working jolly hard. Not just um, Nine to five. not just Charlie DeMello, but also Imran as well, trying to get his foster daughter off when he knew that it was Corey Watt done it. Um, I just think he's great. I think he's a, a, another really charming character, very likeable, um, great, great other half to Toya. I think they're they're a really lovely couple. Um, just a little bit disappointed about his um, night between the sheets with Abby. Not gonna lie. That might be putting some people off from voting him. But I can kind of see past that. Maybe try and forget that it ever happened and then get bitterly disappointed when it all comes out again at some point and um, and Imran's made to, you know, grovel or whatever's going to happen. I really don't know what's going to happen to him when it comes out. It's really sad because Toya's... The, you know, the relationship between Imran and Toya at the moment... Yeah, it seems quite good at the moment. Yeah, it's almost like she's kind of forgiven him because he, well, she doesn't know the whole story, does she? He told her that he spent the night with somebody, random woman in the bar, and uh, it's so a bit of a ticking time bomb here. But um, Christmas Day is when uh, I think that they should talk about it. Christmas Day tragedy that sucks after last year's lovely Christmas is Imran and Toya. But anyway, I know we got a lot, a lot of Imran fans listening to the podcast. So um, it, it, despite um, his naughtiness. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there'll be plenty of votes for him. Gemma, as our, as our resident lass of the podcast, I'll let you lead the discussion about our top lass award for best female character. Well, I've read all the, the men. Well, I'll tell you what. I, okay, I'll read this out. You can start talking. So, five ladies. Corey's all about the women. We've got lots that we could have picked for, but we have whittled it down to these. We have got... Oh, bless you. We have got Jenny Connor, Nina Lucas, Abby Webster, Leanne Battersby, and Fiona Fierce. Stape. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. Well, <laughs> How many so people know that she's Fiona? Jenny's had a great year this year, hasn't she? Because she did stunts and was involved in a tragedy. Um, she's been getting drunk. She's been having it off with people. <laughs> she's had a really good, solid year. I mean, unfortunately, we haven't seen as much as her as we would really like to because of the pandemic and the fact that nobody goes to the pub. Mm. But... Still loving her, still think she's fantastic, really enjoy a good old Jenny Connor scene. Well, she's also, her, her character's also been enhanced uh, in some ways by the introduction of Daisy as well. Gives her somebody to talk to, doesn't it? Gives her someone to talk to, somebody to moan at, somebody thinking. to accuse of being a gold digger and a be strumpet. accused of being a gold digger from. 
Um, yeah, so love a bit of Jenny. You know that she's our top. Uh, she's one of our. She's one of our favourite characters. We said on the podcast last week that she's our, our number one character of the week when you tally them all up ever. So um, she had to be on there after a pretty good year. Also, Nina. Now, Nina Lucas, very popular. She's been involved in possibly, well, is it the biggest storyline of the year with well, the, that, that the hate is... crime um, attack? Mm. Uh, very poignant. She's had, a, had to have great range, you know, happy, sad range. <laughs> um, great style, which, you know, reinventing, um, yeah. re- rediscovering herself. That scene and earlier dressing. in the year where she she de makeuped yeah, and and she was like that for a good few months, wasn't she? Was, she yeah, after yeah. the attack, um, she she was great. She she was a character that lots of people instantly liked, but didn't have a whole lot to do for her first year on the program, apart from you know serving bombs to character customers at Roy's and giving them funny spoons. But this year has been really a, a showcase of Molly Gallagher's fantastic acting prowess, I would have to say. So many people had their hearts broken by her performance this year after the uh, after the hate crime story. And, and and the few weeks before then when she and, and Seb were hopelessly in love with each other it was so, so sweet. Molly's already won some awards this year, so we're not the only people that think that. Maybe give her a vote if you agree with us. Who's next? I think the next person is Abby Webster. Abby Webster? that's the person not, on the list. I'm not used to calling her Abby Webster still. Well, I had to ask you when I was putting this together, should we call her Abby Franklin or Webster? And you're like, no, we've got to go Abby Webster if that's what she is If now. she's called that, that's her name. I think she is. We have, though she, Are they still on honeymoon? A very I long. Everyone goes on a super long honeymoon on um, um, Coronation Street. The most important thing is that you're allowed to decide. If you want to take your husband's name, you should be able to and also not. So she decided that she would like to be Abby Webster. It's quite a cool name. <laughs> Reminds me of spiders. Um, she's had a great year. She's been up to all kinds of naughty things, trying to kill people, having confrontations in sewers, uh, getting married, you know. Standard stuff, really, isn't usual it? usual kind of uh, sort of fussy things that people get involved in. Yeah, also the recipient of other awards herself, Sally Carmen. I'm so, so pleased because I loved her from the minute she set foot on those cobbles and, uh, and you know, five, six years down the line and she is now getting some recognition from all over because, again, brilliant performer. Absolutely love her. I know lots of people do not like Abby because of... She's very naughty. She she is very naughty. She was It was earlier this year she was stealing drugs from a hospital, wasn't it? She uh, she pointed a gun at Corey's face. Um, maybe she shouldn't have done that. She's been lying. She made Roy lie as well, oh. uh, which is you know why we haven't got him on the show at the moment. But there are some characters, and, and I'm sure we're all like this, we can overlook their many flaws if we really, really like them. So I think absolutely Abby has been one of the top lasses of the year. I think this is such a really, really difficult category. This is one of the most difficult categories for me. I don't know who I'm going to vote for out of these. Um, maybe it will be Leanne, Gemma. Well, Leanne, um, she had a massive year last year, didn't she? So we were all mm. thinking, oh, Jane Dance is going to need a break. It's going to, you know, she's had very harrowing, to cry Ooh, Ollie. very sad. So sad. And then she just carried on, didn't she? She just was like the Terminator of Coronation Street. She'll never give in. No. She's, she's acting. She's there every day. 
like someday Jane go home she's like no give me a C I think that the scenes at the beginning of the year where she locked herself in the flat was actually just Jane Jansen trying to hide from the people giving her scenes to do but they managed to sneak in there and film her being a hermit like leave me alone leave me get alone get away from me so we had that we had all the drug stuff didn't we because Simon was was working for Harvey first and then Leanne had to she remember that scene she just dressed up as a nurse one time to try and deliver drugs to somebody uh, yeah that's right the, she's the, been the Nick yeah. and Leanne relationship I love the, the struggle of trying to accept um, Sam as a kind of son, as an as an Ollie replacement, but you can't really replace him. And now he hasn't got a mum, so I kind of have to. It's been very, very complex stuff. Um, Jane Danson is a cracking actress. Uh, again, has been um, on, on this list and, and many other top actresses list for Jane Danson um, over the years. Fantastic and, um, performer, honestly. Really great. Super, super. She, she is but a real, real asset to Corey. In this. Uh, yeah. Category art. Um, also, we've got Fizz. Love Gosh, her. what a year she's had. Hashtag bloody, Team Fizz. You've been on this year, haven't bloody you? Bloody Tyrone. Um, I'm on. Me. I'm on hashtag Bloody Tyrone uh, team. <laughs> now, yeah, Fizz um, had to cope with uh, having her partner of many years decide that he didn't really love her anymore and he wanted to shag somebody else. First a kiss, uh, then the shag, and then whoops, I'm going to have a new baby. Yeah, that was um, pretty That's... harrowing for her. And she had to, you know, retain her dignity, protect the girls from um, finding out the horrible truth about their naughty dad. Um, and yeah, also a new relationship kind of bond with Evelyn, yeah, who yeah. always was a bit standoffish with almost everybody. Mm, but um, she's really taken Fizz's side. Um yeah. You know, she's trying to be fair to Tyrone as well. And I think she's, uh, you know, that's very good tightrope to walk. But that is really interesting. And it's fun to watch them interact with each other. And also getting now she's got her new boyfriend. Yeah, moving on. She hasn't just wallowed, has she? She did for a little bit. But she's but when Tyrone wanted to go back to Fizz and she's like, no, actually, I don't want to go back to you. I like that. She's like, no, you just blocked your I'm Yeah, I'm just going to save it till maybe Christmas. Um, But yeah. We should have a romantic kiss. Because you know how we love Christmas, because it reminds me of that time that Hope had cancer. <laughs> they did have that kiss earlier year, earlier this year on the sofa, didn't they, Fizz and Tyrone? But um, that that scene earlier in the year when it was like, what happened that? Eight, nine, ten minutes, I can't remember, of, of pure Fizz and Tyrone when the whole oh, I, kissed, yes. I Kissed A Alina came out. long script. Just goes to show, uh, Jenny McAlpine is awesome. I've always been a Fizz that. fan. And, um, uh, and absolutely, I think she deserves a position on this list. This year, if you do give her a vote. Up next, we have got the Bayek Award for the best surprise twist. This used to be called the most shocking moment. We changed it last year or a couple of years ago because people didn't get it. But this is the moment that was not revealed to the viewers beforehand that was going to happen. So even if you like to wallow in spoilers, you did not know that this was going to happen. Or in theory, you shouldn't have known. Well, maybe, maybe not. Or we might have guessed. There are a few... um, Yeah, we've got five uh, here in this category. Like, for example... The revelation that Sharon is Harvey's aunt. Oh, what? what a shocker. Also, a Faye being sentenced to three years in prison for bashing. Lost its impact a little bit now Barlow she's out. Bashing. but <laughs> um, Seb dying. Wow. Um, Imran finally being uh, revealed to be a dirty dog sleeping with Abby. And the whole Coronation Street, all the twists. All bundled into one we got for this one. Yeah, because that was, uh, yeah, all kinds of craziness. Because we knew, obviously, Coronation Street told everybody that there was going to be a very big event week, but 
there were some twists and secrets that had to be revealed on the night. Yeah, so let's come back so. to that in a minute. So the Sharon is Harvey's aunt. I think um, lots of people were really excited when Sharon uh, Gaskell was, uh, was no, Bentley, uh, sorry, uh, was, was announced to be coming back onto the street. And, and she was up to, you could tell that she was up to something dodgy, wasn't she? But uh, it was a, a good few weeks until we found the extent of why exactly she kept wanting to know, what's Leanne up to? Anyone got to address Leanne? Leanne's gone on the run somewhere. Where's Leanne? And um, yeah, she goes to visit Harvey in, in the prison cell after being arrested for the whole Simon Jacob drugs shenanigans. And uh, yeah, shocking. I think lots of people had had their various theories, like, oh, is she is she Jacob's mum? Is she is she a you know, business associate of Harvey's or something? But I didn't see many people guessing that she was um, actually you know related to him as his aunt. I knew a little bit about it because I went to a press a virtual press conference earlier in the year, and I had that spoil for me annoyingly. But um, for for lots of people, when that came, it was like, oh, alas, of course, that's what it is. So. Maybe that's the twist of a year for you. Maybe it is Faye being sentenced to prison for three years. Like I said earlier, maybe lost its impact a little bit now that she's kind of out and she's going to use the speed dial money to get a great lawyer and I'm sure she'll be fine. But when she was um, sent down for um, being the one who attacked Adam, well, the first day, I suppose the revelation at New Year that she attacked Adam was quite a big one. But, you know, I thought that she'd get away with it. Mm. I, I thought that, it, that that back in, you know, March, was it maybe, let's say, when she went to, on trial, they'd say, don't do it again. Stop doing Go that. Go home. Yeah. Think it's, about what you've done. You're just messing around. Yeah. But three years in prison, like, whoa, char- that doesn't happen that to good really, characters. Yeah, that They're going to really have a prison funny, yeah. story to, for Faye. No, and for, literally, she was not on the show for months, was she? No. So, um, yeah, I, I, I thought that was a great twist. Didn't see that one coming. Um, Seb dying. Um, I think I, I think if I remember rightly, I did see coming that he was going to die. Um, we knew that there was going to be, you know, from the previews that there was going to be an attack on Seb and Nina as much as we were trying to avoid spoilers. Some people didn't think that he was going to die. We People wondered, is it going to be Nina? Are they both going to be okay? But um, I don't think they announced until it actually happened this was Harry Vizanoni's swan song on Coronation Street. And I think some people are still reeling from it, aren't they? It was very, you know, it was um, hard to watch. And for a lot of people also, it was had a deeper significance to it. Mm. Um, not just because of the real life story of... Um, Sophie Lancaster. Sophie Lancaster, but also because they'd experienced things like this in their own past. Mm. Mm. So, um, yeah, it was a hard-hitting story and a tragic end well, really honestly really tragic end yeah especially cool. after the lovely build-up of, of Seb and Nina as a couple over the the preceding month or two um and and I think a lot of people you know if you'd have asked us a, people a year ago what do you think of Seb I don't think people would have been particularly fussed but Corey knew what they were doing with him and they made him into a really likable character in those last few months just so that it hit even harder when um, when he finally died, and it, and it wasn't on the streets, was it? Because we saw we saw him like crawling to Nina and everything, getting his phone and everything. Um, but then Sad. he died in hospital with Abby there and holding his hand and everything. Although that was actually Harry Vizanelli's girlfriend's hand that they used, wasn't it? Um, really, really Sneaky. shocking stuff. Um, Imran sleeping with Abby. We knew that he had slept with somebody. Uh, but we saw him get into the car with Sabine, his ex-wife, and the people were saying, well, is it her? Could it be someone else? And he was acting very shifty about who he spent the night with. And it was a good, I'm going to say a month or so, maybe, between knowing that he'd slept with somebody and who it actually was. Now, a lot of people had put two and two together with this one and thought, 
it's probably going to fit the storyline quite nicely if it is Abby. Or maybe it'd be someone like Kel, uh, uh, Kelly Nealon or something. Not Kelly Nealon. That'd be weird. Laura Nealon. Played by Kel Allen. <laughs> Inappropriate for the foster daughter, foster father relationship there. Um, but no, Abby in the end. And we got that, that shady alley scene um, a couple of months ago that still hasn't had much of a payoff. Because Abby's got married. She still hasn't come back from her honeymoon. Um that's just waiting to explode like we said earlier i kind of wish it hadn't happened uh but it was certainly uh, a nicely well-kept secret until the reveal at the end of that episode as was like you said earlier all the twists of horror nation street so we are talking natasha's death here we are talking about johnny's death here just all the various you know when the sinkholes were going to collapse um i, I you know it, looking back i can't remember because i was fairly spoiler free going into this week I can't remember what had and hadn't been revealed but certainly those two deaths had been kept a secret um, and, and rightly so I think that was one of my favourite Cory weeks in a very long time and it's not the sort of thing that I want, would have wanted them to have um, previewed, telegraphed, synopsized or whatever you want to call it beforehand too much um, but I couldn't separate them out into different things because you could probably make fill a whole category with Horonation Street Twists couldn't you so I've done a bit of a cheat in here and bundled it all into one. What was the surprises, most surprising twist for you? Tell us by voting. Gemma, what is the next award in our category, please? Flaming Nora. Flaming Nora. Best redhead. Top redhead on the street. Who have we got here? We've got Jenny Connor, Fizz Stape, Gary Windass, Craig Tinker, and Phil Whitaker's new entry. Well, yes, exactly. I mean,. Je Jenny Connor is the reigning queen of Flaming Nora, isn't she? she? She's had it a good few years in a row. And before that, Fizz State was also the uh, the recipient of this award for quite a long time. But uh, we've already talked about what Jenny's been up to this year. She's certainly been um, been being a, her, her usual fiery self, which I think is very important for a Flaming Nora award winner. Uh, we, we ditto got, for Fizz. Did, exactly, ditto for Fizz. Standing up for herself when, when wronged by nasty Tyrone. Yep, and Gary, meanwhile, he's been skulking around, hasn't he? He's got involved a little bit with um, with Kelly again because he feels bad about killing her dad. But that's a mm, secret, yes. don't tell anybody. Craig, he's been um, lurking around, hasn't he? Now his girlfriend's back from... Uh, prison, prison yeah. what's going to happen because I mean, we know he's really into being a policeman he, yeah he's been lurking around just waiting for crimes to happen on the street yep. I think his beat is basically just a block around, a, a block around Coronation Street because he knows that so much naughty he's stuff like, goes down why would I go here. anywhere else if, I, if I've got to get, solve three crimes in yeah. a week so I'm going to stay. He's a nice guy, is Craig. And, and apparently he's doing training to become a detective, although that's not really been mentioned since the first no. episode that it was mentioned in. I don't know whether I would particularly think he's quite ready to be a detective yet, but hey. I'm not in charge of picking these things. If you're a big Craig fan and want to give uh, say well done to Colson Smith, not just for his um, fantastic running that he's been doing and, and weight loss, but also just for Craig being lovely, then you can vote for him. And Phil as well. Love him. We've talked enough about him, I think, on the um, on the A-Up Award nomination. If you just want a decent, solid, no nastiness, no bitchiness, just a solid, decent, lovely bloke to win the Flamin' Nora Award, then you vote for Phil. Yeah, and he's I, a nice guy. He is he's a taking the nice kids away guy. for Christmas. Really nice guy he is, isn't he? I want him to stay in the programme, but I really think he's not going to be here for that well, much longer, give him an award. sadly. Exactly, maybe that'll make him stay. Um, the wrong one award is next, Gemma. We love a good villain on this podcast, do we not? 
We absolutely love the villains. They are what makes the show so exciting because they, they cause such a fuss, don't they? <laughs> and they, um, <laughs> they're always getting in the way of our favourite characters and uh, having arguments add, add, and killing adding, people. Adding that aura of menace and threat and yeah, the ones uh, that you get like a twelve certificate for, and some absolutely. Or a These PG. are our post water watershed characters well, we wish here. That they were. If, if they were in a spin off of their own, and at the beginning of every year, I think, oh, who's going to be the main villains this year? Very exciting. Who am I going to be going? So who we've to? got? We got Harvey Gaskell, Sharon Bentley, Ray Crosby, Corey Brent, and Hashim Elamin. And before I wrote the um, nominations for this, I think I realised I don't know what Hashim's surname is, but it's Elamin. And now he has been eliminated, hasn't he, after last week's That's episode. Right. So um, he, he burned so brightly, didn't he? It was uh, like a shooting star. It wasn't him that set the fire, Gem. He didn't burn nothing. It was his son's. He didn't have anything to do with it. He just told him to do it. <laughs> um, Harvey Gaskill, you know, he was the he was the, the villain of uh, Horror Nation Street, really. He's the one that kicked everything off, even though, you know, it didn't really his fault. Escaping from his prison van in the rain. Naughty. But very, very cinematic. Getting um, his gun out of the tube that very handily washed up next to him. But then using it. Because Ethan Talley's a villain because he didn't go to the police station and go, I found a gun. Do you want this? Do you want this gun? No, we used so it to shoot that Natasha. Going yeah, after Going after Leanne. Killed he... a poor, innocent, blonde mother. Poor, yeah. You know, in the, in the classic Corrie tradition there. But we said earlier that lots of people weren't used to Will Meller playing a, a bad guy like this. So if you think he did a particularly good job and different to how you might expect him, then give a vote for him. Sharon Bentley. I think she had to be there as a villain. She she was she was nice in some ways, but she was. I, I would say she was bad back as a bad lass wasn't she oh definitely and also you know her line one of the most iconic of the whole year have it, have it. yeah have it. you don't taser our jenny in the back without getting a wrong and um nomination i'm afraid sharon bentley she she was she was lying to to read you about what she was really there for she was doing all the skulking around she she got into deb's house and had a go on Ardy's games machine just to try and um contact old um who is it? The, oh, Sam through the Xbox and everything or whatever game console it is that he's, she's got. Uh, she, You can tell she's not a true, true, proper 100% villain because she got a fairly decent exit, didn't she? It was a uh, dragging my suitcase up to the trains, uh, the tram stop and uh, going off on my merry way. I think if she was a true villain, she would have ended up the way that many of these other did, either dead or in prison. But, you know, there's chance for a comeback for Sharon, I assume, at some point. We will have to wait and see. If you want her to have it, then vote for her. And maybe she can have it. The award, I mean. Ray Crosby. Uh, mostly the beginning of the year we're thinking about for him. He was, um, you know, caught up in all the um, development, wasn't he, at the beginning of the year, trying to knock down the uh, the well, posh was, side yeah, of the street for was, his big hotel. Yeah, he was literally threatening the very fabric of the street by saying he was going to knock it down and build a hotel. I mean, would that have been the end of the world? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say but no as well. he was a bit of a... Um, he, he, was the, he was naughty in he, the way he, he did it. He trapped Debbie and Kevin in a freezer. He did. He made them have to isolate together. <laughs> um, so that was bad. <laughs> He's just a little scummy charmer, isn't he, is Ray? And, uh, yeah. And we, we saw a little bit of him a couple of weeks ago when um, Debbie went to visit him. I think lots of people really did quite enjoy Mark Frost's portrayal as a uh, as cheeky, nasty man, Ray Crosby. Um, and uh, what, what else is that to say? His arrest scene in the airport, quite funny when, when old Craigie again came and took him in because he thought he was escaping. But oh no, you can't escape justice. 
in Weatherfield. No, you can't. Corey Brent. Now, oh, he's a proper wrong and he murdered somebody. Yeah, I think he's... I mean, so did Harvey... But I don't want to sway the vote here, but Corey Brent was a kind of perennial wrong throughout 2021. Privileged, annoying, rich kid who thinks he can get away with anything, hates people just because they look different to him. Um, well, also, it was... people. It, for... he, he wanted, um, you know, he wanted a piece of Asher, didn't he? And when he couldn't yeah. get that... He's always been a sleazebag. Yeah. Um, and he, he got his comeuppance, um, but, you know, is he still really... The biggest wrong in of the year. Exactly, I don't know. I mean, he, he also he was also one of these sneering villains that when he thinks he's got his right way, can get you gloats at you. Can get you like, oh, don't yeah, don't shut up, you. The only one who was doing his press conference saying, oh, I, I what, what has he said? Like, oh, I've heard about. It's, it's so sad that people are accusing me of, of being the one that attacks her, but I didn't do it, and I'm on the oh, well, condolences to his family. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. that was yeah. He Not yeah. old Max trying yeah naughty, and then finally. Hashim Alamin, um, you know. He's a lurking, proper, campy, panto-y villain. Um, now he's dead, R.I.P. Um, but, you know, making poor Sudan do work. That's so mean of him. And 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 poor poor Yasmin as well, burning down lovely yeah, Yasmin's restaurant. We all right. love Yasmin after the, after the trauma that she went through at the hands of evil Jeff last year. Well, can't she just have a year off? But no, Hashim's there to, to cause mischief and everything um you might vote for him maybe <laughs> if you want to vote for Hashim you click on him why not you go for it next up our kid award this is for the best young character um we have Sam Blakeman yes what? no go on I'll, I'll say it in a minute Jack Webster Hope Stape Max Turner and Kelly Nealon. Now I have to say, because people are going to say, why isn't such and such on this list? What we've always tried to do with the Our Kid Award is to not nominate people whose actors are over 18. So that's why we haven't got Asher, we haven't got Ardy, we haven't got Corey, we haven't got Summer on these lists, who are arguably, have been bigger characters than a lot of these other nominees this year. But I, I, I can't, you know, Harriet Bibby's what, 23, 24 now? Can't give her an Arkid Award, can I? I know it's not her; it's Kelly that we're giving it to. But um, Kelly, I stand, I stand by my reasoning here, as as silly as it may be. Now, Sam, we've already spoken about already. Definitely one of Corey's classic younguns. You know, he he's joining the ranks of young Simon Barlow, young Chesney, isn't he? Is um being a, a a young Coronation Street character that's just captured the hearts of all these viewers. What's he going to be like when he's when he's older? Oh, we don't need to worry about that at the moment because right now Sam is a really lovely, lovely boy, um, and very quiet as well. Very Seen, quiet, but not heard. Yeah. Jack Webster also pretty quiet. Um, he got himself involved in um, Abby and uh, his dad's yes. relationship a little bit. Uh, really, really wanted Abby to be part of his family. Um, quite sweet, overcome adversity. Um, not not the biggest character, but he might have won your heart. No, but he's probably one of the tallest children, if that counts. Why not? Hope <laughs> State, what's she been up to? She's been... Um... Well, she's been just involved in all the Phil, the Phil Fizz Tyrone, hasn't yeah. she? When uh, I think that she's quite been quite... Quite funny. F- she's been quite fun with Alina. Putting Alina was, down. Yeah, yeah, the whole, uh, are you Elsa not... or are you Anna kind China, of thing. Yeah. Me. Did she, she set fire to anything this year? I don't I know. She, she did. Should, she should set fire to she things set more. fire. She set fire to the cot, didn't she? Oh, she when killed Alina... the baby. Yeah. 
Oh, yes, she did. She, she's the one she that maybe caused baby. Alina to so have her miscarriage. Do you want to give her an award for that? I don't know. I don't know whether um, you should award things like that, Max but you might. Turner. Now, he has been recast this year. Um, he is now badder than ever. Fancy summer, causing havoc for poor Mr. Osborne, who only wanted to write handwritten love poetry to his... Uh, and give her a chocolate bar to his little student. Um, he's really great at making conspiracy documentaries. He is, um, he's we awesome. all really like watching those on the internet, so um, you might want to be compelled to give him the award for that reason. And finally, Kelly Nealon. Um, maybe you want to give her the award as a backlash for all the people that have been mean to her because she didn't really <laughs> do anything wrong. Um, and she's been punished and she's been slandered by evil, what's his face, Corey. Yes. Had to suffer in prison. Uh, now she's now she's out. She's she's been homeless. Um, if all the bad, all the possibly worse things that could have happened. No, to like like um, Jude Jordan, she's been celebrated widely uh, on social media and you know in the press and everything for being a cracking young actress as as Millie yeah, Gibson. Yeah, really great performance. And um, and think think what you like about Kelly and and lots of people are steadfastly refusing to forgive her for the part that she played in Seb's brutal murder. But um, you can't deny that she has done a great old job in the old in the old acting stakes, hasn't she? she she's yeah. done awesomely. Um, so maybe that's enough for you to want to vote for Kelly as your R Kid winner. As, hasn't Curry got an awesome young cast this year? We This year has been all about the kids. And I think Ian McLeod wanted to put the spotlight more on the on the young teens and I would absolutely you know if if my rules weren't so silly have Ardy and Asha um I think Amy that would have been um, a good idea. so many more on the list but it's, I tell you what it's a very rare year that we have so many characters who are on the cusp really between adulthood and childhood yeah. actually having stories yeah. and having very strong performances because you know, before there would be one or two maybe that were really interesting, but this cast with mm. the with the young characters and uh, the investment they've put into casting and storylining for them has really showed off. Yeah. Um, showed off. Show, been. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. I know. You know I hope mean. everyone else knows what I mean. Um, so. Good job. Sadly, we don't have a category, really. Mm. Also, um, a lot of these, we had had a bit of a break over the COVID times as well, hadn't they? They couldn't be on the show, some of them with their minders, not being able to come on the set with them. So um, it was great to see them back after a little bit of time off. And I can only wonder, you know, in the next year or two, what are we going to see from the likes of Hope and Ruby and Joseph and Liam? And uh, are we going to get some recasts? Are we going to get some good stories for them? I don't know. But we're not voting for them at the moment. So pick your winner. Next up. Right laugh. Right la laugh. How how very southern of you there. This is the right laugh award. I can't help it. Who's given us a right laugh for I this? I try year? my hardest, but I can't relocate myself geographically <laughs> for this podcast. Oh, oh right then, I forgive you. Uh, also, I'm allowed to watch Coronation Street too. Just because I say laugh and not laugh. <laughs> I'm not saying you can't watch We're it. We're having a go at me. <laughs> there are some great characters. We absolutely um think they're great and uh so we've nominated them for their greatness for uh, dev allahan he's been hilarious this year um evelyn Plummer, emma brooker rd allahan and jenny connor all fantastic all great actors and it really is um all of these actors too i think have have shown great range not just are yes. they comedy characters but Ooh, they're also right, great dramatic that. performers too which means that when they laugh 
are they really crying behind <laughs> We Who knows? You're right. None of these are full on just the, the clowns, are they? No. I mean, you have some characters that are like that. I mean, Kirk is, is supposed to be funny more times than he's <gasps> serious. I mean, thing to say. <laughs> uh, Mary, similarly. Yeah. Um, George, he's had a bit more of a range, and, and, and he, he's almost on the list, to be fair, was George. But um, yeah, Dev this Dev's year, we've said already really like that. The, 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 the cringy s- dad humour. The scene with him and Billy entertaining, uh, was it I can't remember, Nina and. Oh gosh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. No, who was it? It was Ardy and. That was Ardy um, and Summer. Summer. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that was amazing, Getting telling all drunk. about how brilliant sex how, is. Yeah. <laughs> He I, was so fantastic, dressing up as uh, whatever he was. Yeah, God for the naked character. And that's when he had his particularly hairy kiwi in shot. Yep, yep. That scene with, with Ardy looking at the at the laptop, just brilliant. Evelyn Plummer, who has always been um, a, a firm co- comedy favourite on the show, her acerbic put-downs and uh, witty comments, even just her withering glances, mm. um, enough to make me laugh I'm trying to think and wonder like you know, what, what has Evelyn done that's been funny this year and she's just one of these characters that's that can always deliver you know the, those like you said the acerbic put downs brilliantly but actually she has had quite a bit of the, the, the serious stuff this year hasn't she what with uh, Fizz and Tyrone splitting up but I'm sure if I if I think hard enough about it I'd be able to um say some of the great anti-Alina lines that she's had didn't she say something about um, wasn't there a funny line she delivered about Hope and Alina almost being the same age or something I'm, I'm not remembering this right but um, she, she's always very very reliable oh I know what else Evelyn has done this year that you might have found funny remember when she had a pretend did she have a slip or a fake heart attack or something in the in the in the corner shop and then she was trying to oh, yeah. and then she had made Bernie her slave Yes, naughty. That was kind of funny, wasn't it? She should it? be on the wrong ins list. <laughs> Emma Brooker, who is very sweet. Um, she's had a few really funny lines. Um, she's just great. Endearingly great. dopey. Yeah, she is. She's, I mean, I don't really know what else to say about her. She's, um, she she came in as a very, very comedic character. And slowly as they realised that she's um, got the hearts of the viewers, they've given her kind of more tragic, tragic uh plots to handle but she's still a very funny character very sweet yeah like given, say, the, given the right dopey. lines um uh, yeah fan- really great Ardy Alahan now he has been a revelation hasn't he him and so Dev has. so funny um hip, like a uh, mini mini Dev trying to do business and checking up on people and um so the lines really just the lines between those two yeah always I- a joy to watch them I think um, the writers are slowly catching on to the fact that that, that Adam Hussein is a real timing. comic talent. He really is. He's so talented. He's so funny. Um, and he can make the most mundane things funny as well. Yeah. I'm thinking of the posh crisp scene where he's just got this massive crisp that he's forcing sideways into his mouth. That You know, on paper, isn't that funny? But the way he's he great. does it, so, so good. The moment Adam when he sees Des, so particularly Harry Kiwi. It, it, there's been so many, and, and I'm... He he's had more of a serious side recently, hasn't he? With the the whole, I think my dad likes my sister more than me. But um, he he's awesome. Was it was it this year that he did um Evelyn's performance management review? I can't remember. It might have been the year before. It might have been. But um, so 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 good. Breathing brilliant new life into into the character of um, uh, RD. Um, absolutely love him. Again, really difficult to choose a winner in this category. And then you have got Jenny. She's been on the list before. Lots of nominations. Um in the past in this category 
but um, just just the drunk acting, funny, hilarious reactions to people. Yeah, the, um, the looks, the glances, yeah. the face pulls that she can do. Her and Daisy, her, you know, just great. I think she's fantastic. Um, again, a bit like Emma, she's not been given a lot of comedy this year. Uh, because there's been so much tragedy but when she ha- has been given um those funny lines she mm. totally delivers and well, it's well, as soon as you see jenny with a glass in her hand you're like right in come for on, a good time let's go on with it i mean the, the, the difference <laughs> with jenny i suppose is when she came back six seven years ago whenever it was she went straight into a serious storyline didn't she with going out with kevin the baby snatching and everything so it's not like she was a comedic character who um has had more drama like Emma. She came in dramatic, but was able to show that she she can put the comedy in anything. She if, if they give her these funny lines, she can do it. If they say, you know, give a Jenny Bradley stare to somebody, they can. And and um and the the look that she gave when she was tasered in the back by Sharon Gaskell. <laughs> Love it. Comedy scene of the year, one of them at least. Next up, LO Love. This is our Hello Love category, which we give to the best new couple every year. And whenever the new year starts, I think, oh, I hope there are enough new couples couples in the year to be able to um, give us five nominees. But there have been, in fact, there's been more than five, but we have got five pairs that we're going to um, give you the opportunity to pick between. Gemma, Spoiler who have we alert, got? Alina and Tyrone are not on this list. They're not on here. They but could we... have been. They were eligible because they don't need to be couples that are still together now. No, but we do have... Fizz and Phil, and that'll rub Tyrone's nose right in it, won't it? They just sound like a um a morning breakfast TV uh, they almost are. presenter, don't they? Uh, Fizz and Fern, isn't it? Seb and Nina, no, and Fern. Daisy and Daniel, and Asha and Nina. Nina getting in there twice. I know. Um, Emma and Curtis. Yeah, we've already spoken about Fizz and Phil as just a nice, decent, not too much drama here, lovely, classic family couple, I would say. Maybe a bit boring, you might say. Maybe they're not, you know, ripping each other's clothes off and having hanky-panky, sexy-sexy time. But you might like that. You might just like people who feel lovely and comfortable with each other and um, and feel like a good match. And I was very, very, um, uh, what's the word, sceptical at the beginning when, I, when this guy came in that was slightly older than Fizz, it has to say. I was like, well, why would she go out with somebody that was that old? Is it just because he's ginger and they're going to like two gingers together? But no, he's been a really good match for her. I've had a complete change of heart about him and um, I'm sad about it, their inevitable split. <laughs> Which well, I've already mentioned many times on this podcast. I yeah. want to stay together. Seb and Nina, you know, the Coronation Street's often been criticised by us for uh, not really showing couples very well or explaining why you know why we care that they're together or any kind of yeah there's often been just titillation and it's been difficult because covid has made it difficult for them for people to really get close to one another physically so how do you depict romance without that but Sabanina, their romance was burned so brightly it was like two weeks long or something Mm. but they managed to utterly convince everybody these two really fell for each other they were very sweet the writing was great performances were great um they they were fabulous and that scene where even though it's you know we know the reason why they put so much care and attention into establishing this relationship so quickly because they want to kill Seb off but we still have to say that it they they did a great job yeah that scene where he dresses up as a goth and gets the flowers the the funeral flowers saying Nina so he it showed that he would get it wrong yeah and uh 
and, and, and at the time we didn't realize just you know this was limited life romance but everybody they really captured the hearts of earlier this year so you may well want to vote for them even though it was only short-lived daisy and daniel horny pair aren't they a little bit daisy sneaking around with her sunglasses on uh, looking after her, looking after Daniel's kid. Is she only interested in him she for the money? Want, does, does she, she just want to get her house, hands on Denise's house? She's just in it for money and likes. We don't know. We've seen that it definitely started out that way as much as she claims otherwise. <laughs> but um, I think that she has fallen for Daniel and he, her. And, and again, at the beginning, Adam was saying, you want to watch her, she's not right for you. And he was, um, he took a, a step back and was like, I, I know what you're after here. But we have seen, honestly, some really touching moments between them that I wasn't necessarily expecting from this couple and I've had a bit of a 180 on them didn't think that putting them together at first was be a good idea whatsoever but actually I quite like them together now and yes it does um you know go to show once again that Daniel is maybe only interested in people who are his intellectual superiors but she's smart in other ways she got street smarts as Daisy hasn't she she's got cunning so um I think that he may well have met his match with Miss Midgley. We'll have to wait and see as this relationship continues. Asha and Nina next. Lots of people love them together because they were together as a couple before Seven Nina, weren't they? That's right. Yes, it must have been. Very early on in the year, they got together. They're obviously back together now. They had that strange socially distanced green screen kiss that didn't really work so well. But lots of people really enjoyed them together as a couple. Um, I, I think... Sadly, um, for some people, this relationship put people off of Asha. You know, she was being a bit too... Um, needy and greedy. A bit too, yeah, needy is right in the relationship. Um, but I, I think there was a good chunk of Corrie viewers, me included, who really, really did enjoy seeing them together. And it was interesting as well, seeing Nina being, you know, bisexual and that not being something that Coronation Street has particularly touched on I much in the past. I think they're sort of both bisexual in a way, aren't they? Yeah, because Asher and Corey were together at Again, not really wanting to use that word for some reason. Which, no labels. Okay, but <laughs> it's also a bit hard on people who are bisexual and don't see that there's a problem with yeah. calling themselves that. I still think to that have they've... both characters who are bisexual not actually say that they're <laughs> bisexual. I think that they've definitely got potential as a couple. Um, I know she's a little bit older and, and, and wiser and more experienced and everything than, than Asher is. But I think given a few years, they could certainly um, work well together. It's just unfortunate that so many people loved, loved, loved Nina and Seb together even more. And it's and, and they're still kind of clinging on to, to that. And um, Yeah, but uh, they are, you know, Asher and Nina, very sweet, great for representation. Nice yes. to see a lesbian couple on the show. Um, and yeah, they're, they are adorable. Tini Shigori has been getting so much yeah. praise in, in, from Corey fans for the last couple of years as well. Both very popular actresses and characters. Then finally, we've got Emma and Curtis, do, uh, doomed romance. Fairy tale now, romance. Now, the thing is, um, it's not just, you know, do you both, do you like them? Do you like the, uh, the individual people? Or do you like them as a couple? Are they sort of a good role model for relationships or whatever? It's also, is it a really interesting story? And I find this quite fascinating life. because you know that it's doomed. You know Curtis is going to get found out. Poor Emma's being led into a trap. Um... And she's so sweet and she doesn't she doesn't see it. What's Curtis's game? What's his end plan? We don't know. Do you find this intriguing? Is it more interesting than the normal lovey-dovey, smoochy-smooth stuff? You decide. You vote for them if you like the intrigue and drama. <laughs> um, from, from love to war next, we've got the Ecky Thump Award. This is usually the best fight, but I, I just couldn't do it this year. There haven't been any, as far as I can tell, 
proper proper fights partly because of covid of course now hopefully with the restrictions easing this year and characters being able to get a bit closer to each other because we have had lots more kissing and cuddling and stuff we may be able to get a good proper soapy scrap yeah in in 2022 gotta stop it with all the smooching and the kissing and have a bit more of a slap slap yeah have a good punch up yeah but instead of being the best fight of the year we've called it the best punch because uh, there haven't been a shortage of those, really. There have been quite a few really good ones, yeah, quite go dramatic on. ones. Such as? Such as Peter punching Ken, Artie punching Corey, Kevin whacking Imran, Harvey knocking out Kevin, and Max punching Daniel. So that Max Max punching Daniel is the most recent one. That was um, to do with uh, him being jealous and... Uh, He's now expelled because of that too. Yeah, that so was that, that was great. Little... He was, uh, just jumped Oof. up onto the stage and, and knocked out his teacher. And that, that was quite a nice surprise for me. I didn't see that coming. Good, good on him. But you should Although have seen you... it coming because there's always some kind of a physical altercation at the Christmas events at that school. Yeah, quite often. That's that's true to say. Peter punching Ken. Now, this was on the anniversary of um, Peter's mum's death, wasn't it? Or Valerie's death, the 50th yes. anniversary. We, we watched all of these scenes perform. And for this... Oh, category more so than any of the others we would recommend having a look on YouTube and watching them because we can talk about a fight we can say remember this bit but you, you kind of got to go and watch the scene again haven't you yeah so Peter's drowning his sorrows in the hotel bar and Ken comes to confront him and try to bring him home and Peter doesn't want to so he punches him in the face Ardy punching Corey this is great because um, Corey's being a little snot being rude about his relationship with Ardy's sister just being an, an all round yeah. asshole Ardy comes home or does he come home or comes downstairs or something I can't remember to Corey making himself a sandwich and Corey's like oh do you, we should be friends oh, do you want me to to, to make you one do you, do you find I, I need to make another one because you know she really wears me out your sister with that rampant sexual appetite or something gr- gross like that and um, unsurprisingly Ardy sees red bops him right on the nose and this was at a period where Ardy had quite lengthy hair and he's like oh but put Readjusting himself afterwards, his hands are his romantic novelist protagonist. And um, I think that that bop on the nose from Ori, uh, from Corey, he was was fully deserved. I think this was um, was this before the 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 hate crime story? I think it was, but it was yeah, it must have been because he was he was getting out with Asher there. But by then he was already detested by so many Coronation Street fans that um, we all reveled in Rd, one of our favourites giving him what for? It, Kevin whacking Imran. Now, this was really funny because this was in the courtroom, uh, in outside the courtroom, sorry, where they were all getting ready to go in. And no, this, was, this was after well, Kelly had sorry, been sent yeah, down. That's right. And um, Kevin's getting really agitated. Um, I can't remember why. He was saying, um, he, was, he was having a go at well. Sabine, wasn't he? Yeah, it was only an hour ago we watched it. He was having a go at Sabine. He, he doesn't get a nomination for anything this year, I have to say, but um, props to Sabine. I've enjoyed watching her. She's been great. Um, yeah, because because uh, um, Corey was set free, Kelly was sent down, and Kevin was saying, "You you you know you were, you defended him. You know that well, he did right, it." Yeah, because obviously Kevin was upset because Abby's you know Abby's fiance and it was Abby's son yeah. that was murdered. So he's getting tempers were high. Abby wasn't in this scene because no. Sally Carmen had COVID. <laughs> and then Imran comes up behind Kevin and startles him, and Kevin just like reacts by just not even looking him in the face, just kind of like doof. Yeah, lifts his, his fist up and, and, and punches Imran to the floor, really. Um, very dramatic, very funny. Um, 
yeah, I don't think I don't know if it was supposed to be funny, but it was still. It's I, so I kind of think it was. Well, I think Kevin would do it again if he'd found out what Imran was getting up to with him with, with Abby true. that one night. So, That's um, true. bit of poetic justice there. Yeah, and I love um, that. finally, we've got the Harvey knocks out Kevin scene. So, this is in the Horonation Street um, that we'd had the car crash with the Allahans. Um, Kevin was called out to come and can uh, help them out, but. Um, I can't remember whether the car had exploded or not by this point. I'm thinking maybe it had. And he's there in the rain, come to investigate. Harvey's escaped out of his van and he just sneaks up behind him and clock. And he's down. So for a good old fashioned sneak up from behind, knock someone out to deal with them. Harvey, fantastic. Maybe you want to vote for him. What do we have next? We are, oh, the Tarar Award. This is really difficult this year. There are so many really so good, difficult. Um, great, great characters, great exits. Yes, this is our best exit category, the Tarar Award. We have got Seb Franklin, Johnny Connor, Natasha Blakeman, Norris Cole and Corey Brent as our five nominees this year. Now, you might realise that actually only one of them made it out alive. Yeah. The rest of them were all dead. So Seb was murdered by Corey, um, kicked to death in hate crime. Uh, died in hospital afterwards. We we didn't know if he's going to pull through or not. They're yeah. very poignant, very sad. So when, figure. when we're talking about best exit here, okay, you can for any of these you can use whatever criteria you set for yourself. But it, are you talking about the justice final scene? Are we talking about the beating leading to his final scene? Are we talking about the story? You decide. Whatever. Yeah, you but, decide. It's not yeah, standard. that was quite that was quite a good exit for a character that, like I said previously a lot of people didn't think a whole lot of but um yeah fantastic stuff johnny connor um absolutely tragic heroic ending oh here gosh, went johnny, uh, still, still down sad. in the sewers to try still to rescue jenny his his ex-wife um still obviously a spark between the two there because they kind of had a reunion didn't they yeah in, in, the, in the dark and the damp they had a kiss didn't they well the, you, you say ex-wife but they're still they were still married at this point partly hence why jenny gets um uh, all, uh, hands on all that cash now but um, that was so so sweet their final scenes climbing up the ladder falling in the, the kiss then we had the screams from Jenny Johnny kind of just drifting underneath the water um, fantastic and, and as sad as I am to see Johnny leave the cobbles um, that was definitely one of my you know, favourite exits um, of the year if not ever I'm not saying that that's who I would vote for don't want to sway the vote or anything because Seb was also fantastic are all really tragic honestly you've got Natasha next who perhaps wasn't everyone's favourite character but certainly had a really poignant ending as she said goodbye to her son before she went in for surgery didn't make it out she was shot by Harvey um, who mistook for her for somebody else um, and she left she you know, left her son in this world so she can go to be an angel in heaven with that gorgeous um, blonde curls that she she had. Um, Every so often, getting a little notification when Sam puts something in the memory jar. That's right. Mm. Poor poor Natasha. Yeah, so definitely the the shooting scene and, and and everything can all be tied in if you fancy voting for Natasha for your Tarara Award winner. Now Norris didn't actually um, die on screen, did he? No. Could we... he be the first Tarara Award for a character that hasn't actually been in it this year? The significance of Norris cannot be understated as to the show as a whole. He's been an institution in Coronation Street for years and years, mm. the quintessential corner shop busybody, spying on everybody, and he died as he lived. Um, 
being a being a massive weirdo. Yeah. Watching people trying <laughs> to catch them out. Trying to catch out Charles and Claudia. Wasn't That's right. He? And we did get to see Claudia come back for his funeral, so that could be a reason why you want to vote for Norris Cole's exit as <laughs> your best. We had Frida there. We it was had a bit Audrey. Of a nostalgia we, bomb, wasn't yeah, it? it really, really was. Rita doing her thing, giving her speech. Mary dressed up bizarrely as Princess Leia. That's a, you well, know. We know why she did it. She, we know like, why mm. she did. Not the best choice, I think. But um, yeah, he had, he had a really decent send off, did Norris. Well deserved for a character Definitely. who has, um, yeah, been been in the show for a long time and deserved not to just um, you know, disappear away. Um, and then finally, um, Corey. We wondered whether he would survive the Coronation Street, didn't we? A uh, Horonation Street, I mean. I was, yeah, some, I was like, all the way through, I was like, someone's got to die, someone's got to die. Um, Corey seemed the obvious choice because... Or Cole Harvey, both of, both of whom survived. because yeah, Abby got the gun specifically to kill him, to get revenge for Sab, because he was found not guilty of his, of his murder, even though it was him that did it. He stitched up poor old... Kelly. Mm-hmm. So um, then you know uh, he he walked free always... for for a good few months, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He had he had he had those scenes with Stu when he because he was the one who got his bag out of the canal. Um, Bribing him. Yeah, but it... throwing his money around, thinking he's all that. Yeah, Trying, going on the lamb with but... his dad. Yeah, they hid away in that little factory, didn't they? And they yeah. were going to escape to abroad, but um, sadly for for them, um, who was it that was able to? Um, it some somebody tricked the van driver. Was it? Gosh, I can't even remember who it was now. Was it? Gal? It was Gary, wasn't it? Gary was able to That's convince right. the van driver to um drive them straight to prison or drive uh, and, and um. That's the last that we saw of Corey. Well, his final scenes were after the interview, and um he and his dad was there. Was it his dad in the in the open in the welcome room or the reception? Sorry, and Corey was just sniveling, crying his eyes out as he was being dragged uh, back to the cells. And um, yeah, that's the last we saw of him. Um, is he getting a trial? I don't know. I think probably that's a good enough end I for Corey. I think they're not going to talk about it. Yeah, but um, sad sad to see him go because Max Evans is a really really fantastic actor. But um, you know, once you're a villain on Corey, unless you're very very lucky, you've got a short shelf life. And finally, finally, almost finally, we have got the That's Champion Award. This is the award where we get to pick our best stories of the year. Um, and of course, one of the nominations here is The Hate Crime Attack on Sebenina. We've also got Leanne and Simon working for Harvey and everything that kind of went around there. We got the Tyrone leaving Fizz for Alina story. Peter's liver transplant at the beginning of the year. And uh, we've put, again, a bit like we did on one of the other categories, Horror Nation Street, we've just bundled together as a story because it it was one of those great times when Coronation Street was able to make lots of stories join together so we wanted to we wanted to give Coronation Street some kind of credit here even if you say well that's kind of the part of the hate attack story or well that's part of the Leanne and Simon story. Well it was story. the culmination of a lot of things but it was also a unique kind of event in itself wasn't it? Yes. So the hate crime attack on Seven Nina very harrowing episodes to watch really powerful stuff um, very moving for lots of people, as we mentioned previously. Unexpected, I don't know. Um, didn't realise Seb was going to die. Really fantastic work. Um, and very, very... It's sad that, you know, it's ba- it was based on a, a true story. Yeah, because so. this was a long-term vision of producer Ian McLeod, wasn't it? Because the character of Nina, I think I'm right in saying, was pretty, it was partially created so that this story could take place. And so it was a long time coming, but it was certainly very, very affecting. Though, 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 
it was almost, like when it happened at the beginning of May, like that almost the whole of the rest of the week was just dedicated to that story. And Corrie so rarely does that. And it was a very visually iconic scene too, because if you, I'm sure if you try to, if you close your your eyes and you think of that, that, that story, you can picture in your head quite vividly the darkness and the white faces of Seb and Nina as they're running mm. under the lights to try to get away from this baying mob of horrible yobs. Yeah, oh, the plastic heart ring on the floor. Yeah, the yeah the the wet <laughs> pavement and the that then the you know the ghoulish face of Corey as he's looming over Seb and kicking yeah. him and the, and then Seb on the floor. His body just rocking backwards and forwards mm. as as Corey kicks him. Yeah. Really, really fantastic work from everybody involved: directing, um, the the acting, the lighting, everything, and, and, and everything that spiralled after it. And so it's the Abby, quite, the Roy, the Kelly. Yeah, it's also quite interesting too because it was one of the very few on location shots that we got. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So that was a sort of refreshing to see somewhere different. Mm-hmm. Um, the Anne and Simon working for Harvey, uh, drug smuggling, naughty county lines, etc. Yeah, it kind of it touched on county lines, didn't it? And and we saw some of what we read about happens with county lines, like the cuckooing when the when the drug the drug dealer moves his cronies into somebody's flat so they intimidate them and... yeah so they, they like Le- leanne who was already um you vulnerable know, because yeah, of vulnerable, the death correct. of um the death Ollie. of oliver and the fact that she was pushing away nick and she she couldn't cope with um sort of pe- you know hanging around with people and then you've got simon who's just an idiot yeah um, you have things like um you had jacob the introduction of that character um who, who we all loved and has come back Kind of briefly, I think he's gonna. We're gonna see a bit more of him in in, in coming weeks. Um, you had Sharon involved in this storyline. If you, if you want to give another vote for Tracy Bennett, then you can do so with the Leanne and Simon work for Harvey storyline. And also we got a bit more of Sam as well there, didn't we? Because there was that scene where Jacob yes. and Simon were intimidating that guy in in the boot. They had them locked up, and they were gonna set fire to the to the to the car or they were pretending to and um and and sam gave like, oh, dude gave yet another fantastic performance yeah. of oh dear yes then we've got tyrone leaving fizz for alina even if you like me found this frustrating to watch it's still definitely compelling very very upsetting to me that it ever happened because i love fizz and tyrone uh, the just just the funny kind of like um moments that were involved in that with Tyrone stitching himself up, hiding under the table for example, yeah. having a picture of himself made with flames coming out of a car because he's apparently a really terrible mechanic. All the all the fashion of uh, the you know the tight jeans and silly tops that Alina was having him wear. Yeah, the 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 inspiration. Uh, the, the quotes on the with wall with weird words that Tyrone's not got any idea what they mean. Yeah, it gradually dawning on Tyrone over those weeks that you know he got into somebody who's a different generation from him that actually I mean from he a different country. Yeah, um, the the stuff with Fizz, you know, sort of getting mad at him. The, uh, yeah, the, the confrontation the, scene, which yeah. you've already mentioned, which was uh, really great work from everybody, and then eventually the the sad ending tragedy with the baby and hope and yeah, her realising that she didn't, you know, uh, it was obvious to everybody that Tyrone didn't know what he was getting into. But really, Alina also discovered that she didn't know him half as well as she thought she did mm. um, as the time went on. And then, you know, then she's buggered off. She has buggered right off back to Romania, hasn't she? And then we had liver uh, Peter's liver transplant with him. 
Well, it seems to me like he, like for months on end, was just wearing a blanket and doing jigsaw puzzles. Which, um, if you were, you know, we all went through lockdown. It was kind of familiar to a lot of people, except we didn't have dodgy livers. No, this seems like eons ago, doesn't it? That, it I really mean, I know it's, Peter's had his alcohol issues for many years now, but this is the thing with the end of year awards shows in anything. The the the, the categories or the the nominees from the beginning of the year, people will often forget. But at the time, there were some so so good scenes and. Um, Chris Gascoigne proved yet again just how effortlessly he's able to pull out these amazing performances out of the bag. Um, you know, like the scenes where he was having his shots of whiskey as his medicine, the seizures that he was having on the floor, um, the lovely scenes between him and Ken, you know, in hospital. Um, some, some quite nice stuff with Carla. We had the wedding of the two of them, then feet of Peter face palming on the street afterwards. Now, I'm not going to lie, the um this conclusion, the tie up to this story, absolutely terrible. He got his kidneys, not his kidneys, he got his liver, all fine after that, we can assume, so we've barely seen him since. But at the time there was some really, really great storytelling, great scenes, fantastic performances. Um I really did enjoy that for the for the short time that we got it at the beginning of this year. And then finally, we have talked about it already, but the Horonation Street. You got your Harvey on the run with a gun. You got your Abbey down the sinkhole. You got your your just general Halloweeny aesthetic in the Horonation Street set. You got your your Jenny going down the sinkhole. You got Johnny following after her, swimming around. There was so much to love about this week. Natasha being um, shot. Um, Harvey crashing into a skip. Yes, it's not necessarily a story, but if you want to call it a story, then let's say a load of sinkholes open up on Coronation Street and chaos ensues, because that's really what the Coronation Street was all about. And the storm, because we also had Devon, Adi and Asher in the exploding car. And yeah, there were so many stunts. And yeah, I mean, it was quite... Um, what's the word? It's campy, pantoey, over the top, but... It was fantastic. It so. absolutely was. Now, that is all of our categories that you are able to vote for this year. But we do also, of course, have our Mad For It Award. This is our Diane Williams Tribute Award, uh, named after Diane, um, a listener of the podcast in the early years of the show, who sadly died um, a few years ago. She was called Tivor as well, wasn't she? Yeah. On the might, Coronation yeah. Street blog. Um, so if, if you're a long-term listener of the podcast, you will remember Tivor and all the fantastic insight and commentary she brought to the podcast and her uh, regular feedback. But um, the Mad For It Award is where we choose a listener who we think deserves to be called um, Listener of the Year for their contributions to the social media, for the, the support of the podcast, etc, etc, etc. We've had some great, very worthy winners in the last couple of years. And don't we get to pick another one again this year? But you don't. No, but maybe don't. it's you if you're listening to maybe this. Maybe it's you. You'll know in a couple hope you're of weeks. Listening if it is you. I, I would hope so. I'd hope so. If you're not listening and you win, well, I think we need to change our mind about this. <laughs> so, everybody. So, there you go. How do people vote? They need, just need to find the link. If you go to our Twitter or our Facebook or our Instagram or our YouTube or anywhere, really, we're going to be. Uh, I do it. at this time of year spam the internet with links that you can vote for. So you've got absolutely no excuse. Um, and if you're um, a couple of weeks behind, because we know we do have a couple of weeks behind listeners, if you're you know following the Canadian timeline, that's still going to put you... It's going to give you a couple of days to vote, because but, usually... Yeah, make sure you do it. Yeah, we, we, we usually kind of close the votes just after Christmas... I, you, you can't avoid it, surely. You, you, you know that if you've been a long-term listener of the podcast that this is this is coming. So get on there. Give it a vote. One vote each, please. We don't want to do any, any old um, 
Spamming. We don't know spamming of the votes for, you know, no all, all of the Imran fan girls because we know you're out there and yeah, fanboys. <laughs> yeah, Charlie, you're only allowed to vote for yourself <laughs> once. You're, on but that. you are allowed to vote for you yourself. You can vote for yourself. It's just like a general election. Yes, but, um, but most of the voters will not be able to do that. Um, anyway, get on there because we always, uh, it's, it's Conversation Street Awards are just big old celebration of the year. We love doing them. Thank you, everybody who votes, who spreads the word about voting. Retweet. If we're not the only spammers, you spam as well. Let everybody know that you can vote for the Conversation Street Awards. And um, hopefully we'll be able to have a jolly good time talking about the worthy winners and probably just repeating the sort of stuff we've been talking about for the past hour and a half in a couple of weeks' time at New Year. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you, everybody. We hope that you like the categories and you find an exciting um, person to vote for for each one. And as Mark said, we'll be back with the winners um, at some point in this next month, I guess. Yes, yeah. that's correct. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Ta-ra, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. The music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com. Oh, oh, oh.